The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Every time a missile misses its target, a train derails, or a faulty airbag fails to save a life, we wonder whether these failures, which can sometimes reach catastrophic proportions, are caused by a counterfeit part that may have infiltrated the supply chain. Welcome to People to People, working together for your safety with host Stan Salat. Stan has the answers to your questions on protecting yourself and the safety of your loved ones, including your pets. Don't miss out. Now, here is Stan Salat. Hello and welcome to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is Manufacturing Process Management Equals Toxin-Free Products. Changing product demand, increasing competition, fewer resources, and consumer demand for transparency and safety are sending clear signals about continued changes in every company's manufacturing processes. New business models and stringent regulations are becoming the norm. So streamlining operations while maintaining quality is becoming non-negotiable for any reputable institution. Not an easy task, but certainly one that is being demanded today. This week, I'm talking with Indra Desai, and we'll be discussing how manufacturing management uh, helps, uh, manufacturing process management, rather, helps eliminate toxic products and therefore support industry safeguard consumer choices. Indra Desai is my guest, as I said. He is, a, uh, he is a guru in process management. I'll be introducing him shortly. But before I do that, I need to uh, acknowledge our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by our sponsors, Business and Quality Management, LLC, and Secure Components, LLC. Business and Quality Process Management, LLC, provides business process and quality management consulting, training, and software tools. The principles of BQPM led the development and implementation of the International Hazardous Substance Process Management Certification Program, currently used by more than 4,500 manufacturers worldwide to demonstrate their compliance with the European Union's restriction of hazardous substance laws and the International Counterfeit Avoidance Certification Program. To learn more about the work that BQPM does and how they can help your company, visit their website at www.bqpm.com. Secure Components, another one of our sponsors. Secure Components LLC, an independent distributor specializing in obsolete and hard-to-find components. Secure Components is the first company in the world to achieve the international certification for their counterfeit detection and mitigation process controls. Their IECQ, CAP, that's conform, uh, Counterfeit Avoidance Plan, certification was achieved in accordance with the SAE AS 6081 standard. When you need to find high-quality 
obsolete or hard-to-find components, you want Secure Components on your team. To learn more about what Secure Components can do for you, visit their website at www.securecomponents.com. Now it's my pleasure, it's also my honor, to uh, introduce to the audience Indra Desai. Indra is a, as I said, he's a guru in process management, quality management systems with over 30 years experience as a senior management executive in the high tech industry. His unique combination combined background in new product introduction, program management, customer service, organizational development, software quality, CMM, ISO 9000, ISO 14001, just just to name a few of them. Indra moved to the San Francisco Bay Area in the early 1990s, uh, where he held he's held positions in quality management and multiple semiconductor equipment companies and healthcare industry. He has expertise in, in, in implementing quality management system and ISO 9001 uh, standards and applying Six Sigma methodologies to achieve high customer satisfaction by reducing defects, reducing waste, and improving reliability. Currently, Indra is the Chief Operating Officer of V2 Solutions, a software solutions company with more than 400 employees. Indra also holds a uh, a Bachelor of Science degree in electronics from Bangalore University, uh, certificates from the Crosby Quality College, TQM from San Jose State, that's total quality management, uh, from San Jose State, lead assessor and Six Sigma master black belt. Uh, He's been with the ASQ where I met him, the American Society for Quality, as a senior member since 1994. Indra, welcome to the show. Thank you. This is a great pleasure and I hope to give some of my insights and uh, share the experiences on process management as well as how one can achieve on uh, managing the toxin-free products out there as well as the counterfeit products as we talk about. Absolutely outstanding. I I knew getting guru like you would be uh, well worth well worth taking the time for our audience to spend today at the show. Let's jump right into this. And uh, you and I have talked a bit. And for the audience' sake, I've Indra and I have known each other for uh, I'll say for longer than we want to admit at this point. Um, don't uh, don't give out our ages. No, I, I I'll <laughs> I'll protect our ages. Um, Indra, we hear a lot about manufacturing process management and how it helps a company produce goods, uh, good products in less time with higher quality and save money. Well, I know this is a topic that could be talked about for hours, if not days, and I know you and I have done it for days or weeks. Could you give our audience or would you give our audience a general understanding of why this is so important to a company? Yes, uh, you're absolutely right. A subject like this, it takes uh, hours and probably days to talk about because as you start talking about process management, especially in manufacturing, the, the challenge becomes is that how do you get manufacturing to run? Uh, typically, people talk about how do you get the, the management, I mean, the manufacturing run like a oil well, uh, uh, oiled 
You're trying to say well Very oiled? Well oiled. <laughs> yes, well oiled. Yes, I, I lost my words there. <laughs> uh, but if you really think of it, is that manufacturing process is dependent on what has been designed and what is being passed on to manufacturing to either manufacture or assemble the products or put them together. Uh, test them for reliability, test them for quality before they go out the door. Now, the critical piece becomes is that when manufacturing is putting the products together, but it would depend on the supply chain as to where the products are coming from. So now, if you think of it, in the if there are controls or there is an understanding as to how how these products come in company and what needs to be done at the incoming inspection for the product itself or the parts that are coming in. But the most critical piece becomes is that what is it that one has to look for? So in the past, if you look at when parts were being manufactured, let's say that if you take a small part, then you would have critical features that you would inspect towards from the supplier as well as the, the, when you do the incoming inspection. But now when you have got all these uh, variabilities that are coming in and as the world is changing and when you want to do uh, reuse the parts, let's say, or recycle the parts and things like that, the question becomes how do you inspect for it with it? This is a new part or an old part, and if it is, or if sometimes you find a reused part or a recycled part, but it looks like new, but then how do you look for, or how do you test for, or how do you validate that this is acceptable in the current product that is near, needed? And so these are the parts that become very, very critical in manufacturing process is establishing those criteria and the rules that go along with it. And when I say rules, my, more is educational, right? Not everybody would know what one means from the other. And it may be the marking, it may be the way the part is set up, the way <coughs> uh, the qualified supplier that you have, or anything like that. So it, it's one of those those processes from the very beginning and then once you put together the part and then what is the the type of testing that you would do that goes along with it so i am i'm gonna i'm gonna reach out here on a limb what you're saying is each step has a defined set of criteria it has a defined set of actions and for the listening audience that may not actually work every day in a manufacturing environment, I assume that we could actually relate this to a family life in the same way that my wife and I, when we were raising our daughters, we agreed early in our in our parenthood that we would be consistent with whatever we did, even if each other, one of us didn't like what we were doing. But it, the consistency of a process... So if I said it's time for bed, she didn't say, well, no, that's okay. You don't have to. I, uh, is it as simple as that? 
That's exactly right. So as an example, a very good example that you gave, and I'll give you another example, which is similar that we use in, in the, our family from a process perspective, and this is to do with communication, right? Okay. There is a communication protocol established within the family saying that whereabouts of anybody, everybody should know, or at least the immediate parents or siblings should know whereabouts. So just in case of emergency, we can be reached out. Or if there is some, some catastrophe, then everyone knows each other where they could be and where they could be reached. Now, now in what happens is that these type of protocols are kind of, a, I would say, more like a tradition that happens. Right. In an organization, when you're doing some parts or, any, or you're putting something together or within the workplace that you are, you have to establish those uh, criteria within, within the company itself. And that would help in making it happen. Yeah, you know, that, that is interesting because as we're chatting about this, uh, another thing that just kind of pops into my thinking is that where, where we were talking about families – Yours being, for the sake of uh, technical terms, disaster recovery and, and evacuation planning. <laughs> uh, you know, where, where is my sister? Where is my brother? Um, so on and so forth. Uh, with that in mind, we, that's a family. So we're dynamic. We're all working together because we are a family. When you hit that business environment, you have a lot of people with their own thinking. And they don't always all think the same way. That has to be a dynamic in process control as well. Absolutely. Uh, and it all comes from how the criteria and the policies have been set up. Everybody has to understand how the system is going to work and what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. And once that is communicated and if everybody were to follow that, then that's what actually process management is all about. I mean, you're doing it on a daily life because it, it's kind of implicit to you that what we need to do in a in, in work environment, you have to explain this is acceptable and this is not acceptable. Right. So this is where the policies and the procedures and the... Um, the uh, culture, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. The culture of the company comes into play. That's correct. That's correct. Before we go to, to a break, I, I want to ask a question. Maybe we can start talking about this. As you know, the show is, is focused, not entirely, but uh, there is a strong focus towards uh, hazardous substance-free and counterfeit-free, which are really uh, parts of the same thing. But... The hazardous substance, uh, toxic-free materials. Process management. Uh, when you think of toxic materials, you're thinking of something that's made with a toxin in it. Does the, does, does the process management aspect play into actually uh, reducing or managing the toxins or keeping them, the products free of toxins? Is that part and parcel or is, are these two different things? No, they are part of it. It's the same thing as, uh, if you think of it, is that when the criteria have been set up of how things come back together. So it, when you're assembling parts or you're putting something together, then you have a certain criteria by which you put it together. Now, having hazardous 
substance which are which have been qualified or we have said that we want lead free or mercury free products now the key element becomes there is saying it but in at the same time educating everybody in the in the whole chain of the the household to understand what does it mean what are the impacts of it and why it's not allowed and what to look for it and as an example if you recall there was when we when we talked about the lead free toys and we had the incidents where the the paint on some of the toys was with the lead and that had become a criteria now how does a user uh, as a consumer you would not know whether you can see this or whether uh, when you see a paint and the uh, the toy looks very nice and uh, complete polished and all that you would not know whether it is a uh, with lead or without lead right but then those are the things then it's more to do with the education what are the testing that you need to do within within the organization to make it happen so yes absolutely it becomes part of the process management meaning that what process you're going to add as an addition because of this criteria that has been added and so how do you look for it either uh, in the in the upward side or at the at the end side so where do you see it in your supply chain or in your manufacturing process so this really means looking at your processes uh, all the way from the the engineering part where you're designing the product and specifying what you want to the supply chain itself, knowing what they're giving you, what they're producing for you, whether it's raw material or sub-assemblies, then your own processes. Now, I I am aware from a manufacturing operations, you can actually have a material that's hazardous substance-free, but then as part of the building process, you can create a hazardous substance uh, within the manufacturing process. That's Uh, correct. Yeah. Well, Indra, it's it's that time for station identification, so we're going to take a short break. When we come back, Indra Desai and I will continue talking about process management and how process management and manufacturing design and other activities related to the products you and I buy Uh, can help keep us safe from the hazardous substances and the counterfeit uh, materials that are affecting us worldwide. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Secure Components is proud to be the first independent distributor certified to the Department of Defense adopted AS6081 counterfeit avoidance standard. Our clients view us as partners in counterfeit avoidance because we share our source of supply. We have earned their trust to procure electronic and mechanical components specifically when their requirements are obsolete or unavailable from authorized sources. Visit securecomponents.com today to learn why the largest aerospace defense and technology companies in the world partner with Secure Components. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? 
from new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is People to People, working together for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Stan at stansalot.com. Again, that's Stan at stansalot.com. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is Manufacturing Process Management Equals Toxin-Free Products. We're talking about the changing product demand, increasing competition, uh, fewer resources, consumer demand for transparency and safety, which are sending a clear signal about the continued changes in every company's manufacturing processes. And as I mentioned earlier, new business models and stringent regulations are becoming the norm. So streamlining operations while maintaining quality is becoming non-negotiable for any reputable institution. These are not an easy task, but certainly one that is being demanded today. As I'm going, uh, as we've been discussing, I'm, I've got my guest, uh, Indra Desai, is with me, and we've been discussing the process management the methods of process management and the importance of process management in, in the manufacturing operations. Uh, Indra, I, I, you're still here with me? Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. For the listening audience, uh, I guess I should say, when I, when I ask that question of my guest, it's because we're not always in the same place. Uh, with the new modern technologies, we can have uh, radio shows like this, and literally Indra could be on one part of the earth and I can be on another part of the earth and and there can be a lot of distance between us so while we hear each other we don't always see each other. Having said that, back to uh, the topic at hand. Indra, using process management, what steps would you expect to be taken if an otherwise safe product suddenly identified was suddenly identified as having higher than expected levels of toxins? What What types of things can cause this? So if you really look at it, there are in our daily life, I mean, we talked earlier on manufacturing processes and when we are manufacturing products. But if you think of it, 
on a daily basis, we do have and we do use a lot of uh, detergents or solvents or cleaning stuff at home also, as well as at work. Now, one has to be very careful of what they're using and with how hazardous that one is. And as time has gone by, things with ammonia or any some of the other chemicals that have been identified and and they, they have shown to be hazardous to us. Unfortunately, some of these hazardous materials, uh, we come to know later on after we have used them for a long time. Example was in manufacturing side, at one point in time, solvent was used in, uh, you know, when you are soldering the boards or things like that, or applying some grease somewhere. But if you think of it, that grease we apply in manufacturing areas, but also this grease is applied even in when we are uh, servicing cars or doors or anything like that, or it may we may have that grease also in our drawers because uh, the uh, these days in uh, in the kitchen and all that the drawers are there where they are self closing, but then you have to apply a certain type of grease on it. Now one has to know whether those are toxin free or not, and naturally when you are at home you are not going to look for that and you're not going to test for it or anything. So you will rely on the supplier and typically what you're looking for is some type of mark that somebody has certified them that it is a certified material uh, to use. The same way as what we do from a safety perspective, like people will look for the UL or ETL or uh, TUV uh, or CE mark for products that are safe or do not emit any emissions or anything like that. Similarly, those type of uh, things that people need to look at, whether it is uh, toxin-free or, uh, or hazardous material-free uh, that is in there when, whenever we are using. Now, key element, uh, one of the things that when we talk about process, one of the things always comes up is that what does, what does process really mean? So mm-hmm. process in really what it means is that there is a certain input and there is a certain output. So because of the input that is coming in, so let me give kind of like an, a very, very simple example that on a daily life we look at is that the output we want is a pizza. Right. Now, a pizza with certain ingredients like tomatoes, uh, mushrooms, bell pepper, uh, pepperoni or whatever it may be, but that is our demand that that is the type of pizza we want. Now, as a customer, that is what we want on, on, as an output. As an input, the person who is going to bake that pizza, what he or she will need, he or she will need based of the type of pizza, they, then they will say, okay, I will need, since this is the type of pizza, I will need uh, tomatoes, I'll need uh, ketchup, I'll need uh, the, the flour, uh, the dough, and everything, and then uh, put it in, and then I'll have a process by which I will make the pizza that is uh, knead the dough, lay it flat, or spin it out in the air, make it flat, put the, the tomato sauce, the in, uh, the, all the ingredients that were asked, right. and put it in the oven and bake it, and then, uh, and then deliver it. You realize, now, you realize, Andrew, you're making me very hungry. Yes, <laughs> but, but but Stan, I have found that well, by explain by giving this example, people under, understand, understand what process is. Now, yes, yeah, yes. Baker, I'm just getting hungry. 
the baker who is baking the pizza, he or she needs to know, uh, and they have made a a commitment that I will deliver a pizza, whether it be a thin crust pizza or a thick crust pizza, a square one or a round one, and then a, a, and what all the ingredients that they, they will be able to supply. But then he or she also has to think about all the equipment that they will need, whether it be the bowl, the mixer, the, the oven, the type of oven, and all those type of things. Now, the process is by which he or she will make. Now, if you go into a restaurant, usually, if you, like any of the pizza places, you will find not one person it. You have the chef who decides as to how it should be done, but then the rest of the team is making the pizza there. So what that means is that they have established a process or they have established a criteria by which they're going to make it, and they have put it in as a system in there, and then... Once it's done, the order comes in, they deliver it, and then they look back and say, hey, did, did the pizza come out the way you ex- expected? And that's, uh, you mentioned earlier is that in today's world, the expectation is there is that everything should be quality and non-negotiable, right? And right. that's what it is coming down to. And if you really think of it, whether it be toxin products, or, uh, or counterfeit products or anything, in, in, at the end of the day, everybody is looking for having high quality, high reliable, and very dependable products. And that can be only achieved if you have a very high uh, level of process, which is managed all the way across to satisfy the customer to their demand. You know that that's uh, that's quite interesting. I, I don't know if you watched it. Uh, I I happened to watch the Forty ers uh, play last night, and or Sunday. I guess it was Sunday. Um, and one of the reports on on the show afterwards, uh, and in the news the following morning, was the failure of people to be able to get out of the parking lot in less than three hours. Mm. Um, you could easily say that the process broke down. Yes. So if you think of it, that a process there broke down because something was not thought about in the sense is that, yes, you had the process. And if you think of it, when people are coming to a game, then you got people are coming in, in at a very staggered time. Right. But once the game is over, Unless you are very badly losing, then you start losing this, <laughs> the customers very quickly. Otherwise, all of them will leave as the game is over and having fun. And, and as they are leaving, now you get the crowd probably 10 times more than the way it was coming in. Right? And yeah, I think, I think they estimated something like 70,000 people tried to leave the stadium at the same time. So. Yes. <laughs> Uh, right. so, so if you think of it, when you are designing a process or a system, you want to make sure is that all the uh, if scenarios are taken into consideration also. Right. And again, uh, going back to products and going back to uh, processes, yeah, it, a question that comes up, using an example um, in particularly the one of the drinking cups. Now, this goes back a couple of years now, but drinking cups that were sold at, and I believe it was a Burger King that had high levels of cadmium in them. 
you know, we know that Burger King and, and McDonald's and all of the, the uh, fast food industry works hard to maintain quality and, and they're certainly not out to harm their customers. But looking at this particular one where we've got cups that children particularly are drinking out of, they've got high levels of cadmium which can leach out of a, of a plastic what in your you know without knowing the details what would you think uh, might have broken down there or how would a process control uh, have identified or or managed this better so yes so in a situation like this let's say a criteria has been set that all our cups should be cadmium free right now a process has to be there is to communicate back to manufacturing or wherever uh, wherever it is going to come from for those cups that whoever is going to put them in the stores or or distribute them for each of the entities or the places that it's going to go to now the key element also becomes is that if you had the right process management you would know exactly from the time the announcement is made or time that it is found out or the policy is, is, is implemented saying that we are going to have cadmium-free cups out there, then you should be able, if the process was implemented correctly, you should be able to trace back as to which stores have the cups with the cadmium and ones without or how do we get them replaced so that everything gets done in a certain time. Now, if the process has been, was put in place knowing that is the other criteria it's from the previous example I, I gave you about my family is the same thing is that if the, pro, the process has to be such that everybody should know what is happening at any point in time and one has to take the ownership and accountability of if we are supplying products or if we are supplying information or services, we know what we have done by when so that you can retract back into it or make correction to it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really step out here again because this implies or suggests that uh, manufacturers need to become more like the news media capable of reporting everything all the time uh, in a very timely and uh, almost before it happens manner. In a way, yes, because that is what the consumer is looking for, is that when I am getting this product or if I'm consuming this, what I had asked for, is it, is it uh, toxin-free or is it hazardous-free? Is it, uh, it is the right thing for me or not? Right. Now, when we, when we started working on the toxic-free or toxin-free, the restriction of hazardous substance, one of the things that we did as that began to come out under the rules of the European Union, uh, the restriction of hazardous substances, was to address this in a manner that was ill-defined. And the original concept was you were going to test everything. So manufacturers were relying on testing uh, their products before they shipped them. Uh, their process part of it really didn't come into being for several years. 
Can you speak to the fallacy, if if I can call it that, the fallacy of trying to test the quality in or the or ensure that you're compliant based on testing? Yes, the the fallacy there is that more too than the fallacy, it's actually waste from the from the time and <clears throat> economically perspective, and probably it's it's more like what I would call it is a, like a lagging indicator. Okay. Let's say that you put the product together and then you test it or you get the material in and then you test it whether they are hazardous or free or not. Now, it's too late. Somebody has already manufactured. Now, what you would have to do is send it back. Uh, planning for production would slow down or you will not meet it in time or uh, in, and it would impact uh, in all those perspective. Now, instead, if the onus is put in and if it's been compu- uh, communicated to the suppliers as to what is needed and then the material to be hazardous-free or toxin-free and putting those criteria and the supplier themselves put their process or systems in place and some type of marking. See, at the end, everything comes down to trust. Who is trusting whom? So if you think of it, a consumer is trusting their supplier. So in a, like the previous case, when a consumer goes to Burger King or McDonald's or any of those supply a, a chain stores, they are assuming and they are good, is toxin-free, and it, it, it's, it, it's, done, it's very well made or prepared. Now, the moment that one... The trust is broken, and the trust can be broken because the system was not in place. Going back to the question that you asked about the fallacy is that you never want it to become a lagging indicator. It should become a leading indicator, meaning, in other words, you want to put it up in the front in communicating what is is acceptable, what is not acceptable, and then uh, go from there. So then it becomes more economical for everybody. And I guess, you know, to, again, to bring this um, back to our day-to-day life, this, this is similar to um, trying to teach a child what they should be doing after they've grown up as opposed to daily reinforcement of rules or etiquette or something of that nature. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, Andra, once again, we need to do a short uh, station identification. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products. Yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. 
contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191, bqpm.com. Together, we are working for your safety. Secure Components is proud to be the first independent distributor certified to the Department of Defense adopted AS6081 Counterfeit Avoidance Standard. Our clients view us as partners in counterfeit avoidance because we share our source of supply. We have earned their trust to procure electronic and mechanical components specifically when their requirements are obsolete or unavailable from authorized sources. Visit SecureComponents.com today to learn why the largest aerospace defense and technology companies in the world partner with Secure Components. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com This is People to People, working together for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Stan at StanSalat.com. Again, that's Stan at StanSalat.com. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is Manufacturing Process Management Equals Toxin-Free Products. We've been talking about the changing product demand, uh, the increasing competition, uh, the fewer, the, the reduced resources and the consumer demand for transparency that manufacturers face and how safety is a, a big issue or, if you will, a leading indicator of the consumer demands. Uh, companies and manufacturers are being pressured to produce toxic-free, we call them green sometimes, products, uh, products that are green which can mean a lot of different things in today's world, but in part, that is safe products, products that do not have toxins in them, that mechanically don't harm us, and in some cases, use lower power or lower resources when you're using them. My guest, Indra Desai, and I have been discussing the matter of manufacturing process management and how it helps eliminate toxic products. Uh, and to some degree is also used for ensuring that manufacturers are not getting what would be considered counterfeit components or parts that they then use in their products. Um, These are sometimes referred to as counterfeit, sometimes referred to as used. There's a lot of different uh, terminologies that go with counterfeit today. Uh, Again, that's becoming perhaps one of the leading criminal activities, and we know from prior shows that I've done with the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime that it's, uh, it's actually being uh, speculated that it'll reach a, counterfeiting will reach a $1.6 trillion level uh, by about 2016 or 17. Picking up where we left off, Dendra, before uh, we took our short break, I was talking about, uh, again, uh, bringing the manufacturing process, trying to tie it into things in our everyday life. I was referring to 
the ongoing teaching of children, uh, right etiquette, right things, doing that as a process and doing it during their life rather than waiting till uh, perhaps their teenagers or young adults and then trying to instill on them something that they should have learned in a younger age or would have learned better if they had been subject to a process of continual reinforcement. With that in mind, um, you know, I've, I've long believed that everything we do in life can be viewed as a process. Uh, I personally have taught classes on process management where I've talked about this, the decision-making uh, for buying a car. Uh, you have a youngster that, that's now of car age and you want to go buy a car. The, everything you do to reach a decision to buy that car is a process. Uh, from from the simple tasks of choosing clothes, buying cars, sending children to college, all of these things are, in fact, processes. Would you agree with me on this, or am I taking process management too far? No, that's absolutely right. And if you really look at it, I mean, the, the examples that you talked about are the uh, same examples or similar examples that I give on process management, meaning that we talk about process management when we, when we are talking about the outside world. But in reality, like what you said, in everything that we do in our daily life, process that we go through, and uh, the, uh, let me share an example on that uh, line there for you is um, the one that I share when I teach my process management classes is that, <clears throat> that on a daily basis, each and every one of us might be going to work or to a place that we want to go to. And if we are doing it on a daily basis, then what we do is that we look at the, how long, by what time we have to reach there. So there is a goal that has been set up. And to reach that goal, uh, so if I want to reach to work at 8 o'clock, then I'm going to say, okay, how much traffic am I going to face? And so what what time do I need to leave home? So then I, it might take me 25 minutes because it's early morning and there is too much traffic. So it will take me about 25 minutes to get there. So then prior to that, then I'll think about if I want to leave, if I want to reach there at 8, then I need to be ready by 7.30, 7.35 to leave home. Then it takes me about an hour to get ready. So then that means I work backwards and 6.30 is when I have to wake up. So these are the criteria that we set up. And then we, we do, we start driving and we start looking at it. But sometimes we don't, this is something that we do it very implicitly is that we start driving every day and then we find that if I leave at 7.30, then I reach work by 8 or 8.05 8 because the traffic is hitting me. But if I leave at 7.35, it just turns out that it's that particular window that I reach work before 8. Right. And so you start testing it and, and you, you monitor it. So if you really look at, and this is what I talk about also from a business excellence perspective, is that every one of us individually, we have a vision or a goal that we have set up for ourselves. And then we'll take an approach by which we'll get to that. So whether it be going to work or whether it be our retirement or whether it be our bank balance or anything like that. So we, we establish a goal and we say, how are we going to approach it? 
right? And then we establish the functions by which we'll, so the action items or the missions that by which we'll do that. And then we will monitor it. We'll establish that system. We'll monitor it. And then we'll look at it. And as we are monitoring, review and monitor the way we are doing it. So if you're looking at, if we had a goal, the college, then we say, I want to start saving. Then you have a goal that you want to save, let's say $50,000. And then so every month or every quarter, you start looking at it, whether you you hit that number or not. And if if you are not hitting that number, so you have established a a system or a process by saying that I want to save $1,000 every quarter. And so you look at that quarter and say, oh, I was not able to because my car broke down, so I had to get the mechanic to. So then you will make an adjustment. So that is like what Dr. Deming used to say and Schwartz said is plan, do, check, act. So basically you plan it out, you do it, then you check it, and then you act on it if it is not meeting your criteria. So process management is one thing that we talk in in other areas or in the workplace, but actually it is already in having it on a daily basis. The only criteria becomes is that how do you make it so that the process management at the workplace or in the society that it is coherent with everybody together and that can be best achieved if everybody has the same goal and we are looking at it from the same perspective and are communicating and trusting each other and you develop the trust to get to there. Right. Linda, we're, we're uh, rapidly uh, approaching the end of the show. Um, perhaps uh, if you would take about another minute and uh, give me your thoughts on on process management and what's the gold nugget, if you will, for our audience to take home today? The golden nugget on process management is always find what is the goal. If you establish the goal properly, if you know what that goal is with it, and then the other criteria becomes is that if you have a goal, then definitely it will be achievable. The key becomes is then how are you going to achieve it? And never feel negative about what you're going to be, whether it's not doable. It's everything is doable. The key becomes is trusting yourself and having the confidence and then looking for people that will help you around to make that happen. And once you have that goal established and a system by which you will make it, you will achieve that goal. It's uh, the same thing as what people talk about is uh, if you want to run a marathon, then you go through a process of training and but there is a goal that was established that you wanted to run the marathon or you wanted to climb the uh, the half moon and things like that so establish a goal always have a goal in mind and then you will be able to get there well thank you very much indra and um i guess to uh, bring that that message uh full circle i would say that following your guidance and following your wisdom I essentially am doing just that. I set a goal to uh, establish a hazardous substance-free mark, something that every consumer could uh, recognize and trust so that when they purchase a product, if they see that mark of trust, the HSF mark as we call it, that they know they'd be buying a product that is controlled in a process which assures them that it's hazardous substance-free. So I'm, I'm trying to do exactly what you say. And once again, thank you very much for being a guest on my show today. 
Thank you very much. I really, really enjoyed it, and I hope I uh, was able to share my thoughts and uh, experiences to everybody, and looking forward to Okay. Well, here we go again. Uh, an hour passes by so quickly. I, I often wonder, you know, when I start the show, it seems like it's a long time, but then suddenly it's the end of the show. People to People Working Together for Your Safety is dedicated to bringing people together to share knowledge and create a safer environment for us all. If you have a question, agree, or disagree with the information we are sharing, send me an email with your comments or questions. You can do that at Stan at stansalot.com. We're trying to make this real simple. It's stan at stansalot.com. You can also get on my Twitter account. Uh, you can send me Twitter's, uh, tweets rather at, at stansalotjr. That's stansalot Jr. You'll find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. I would like to uh, once again... Um, Recognize our sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management and Secure Components, LLC. These two companies uh, both have achieved great success in either consulting, business and quality process management, consulting, training, and software tools, Secure Components, an excellent organization for helping companies find obsolete and hard-to-find components. Secure Components, as I've said earlier in the show, is the first company in the world to achieve international certification for their counterfeit detection mitigation process controls. They are the first company to, to actually receive an international certification uh, recognizing their performance in counterfeit avoidance mitigation and detection. I also would like to uh, recognize our supporting staff, the people that make the show work, uh, at Voice America, we have Brandy Jackson, our general manager, Robert Cellino, my favorite executive producer. If you want a good executive producer for a radio show, uh, contact Robert Cellino. Randy Jackman is the production manager, and Jess, Jeffrey Gerstel is our director of host services. And be it not for Yulia Coach, Coach Branding, and People to People Production Manager, I would be at a constant loss for what we do and how we do it. As I begin, or as I uh, sign off today, I'd like to thank you for joining on joining me on People to People, working together for your safety. Remember, change only happens when people come together and work together. Your help in the fight against the proliferation of hazardous substances and counterfeiting of consumer products could save a life. Until next week, I'm your host, Stan Slott, wishing you a safe and healthy life. Thank you for listening. Please join host Stan Salat for next week's edition of People to People, working together for your safety. We'll have another show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a safe, toxic, and counterfeit-free week.